Emily, darling. Mm-hmm. Hello. Oh, Emily. Look at darling. Daddy. Yes. What is it? Gently. What? Emily. Daddy. Emily. Boo. Boo. My daughter Emily was born on a snowy February day in London. It was 1994 and I was 26 years old. I couldn't have been less prepared. Friends laughed at me when I told them I was about to become a dad. In the moments after Emily was born, the nurse passed her to me to hold for the first time. She was wrapped into a bundle with a white towel. Her head lay on the palm of my hand. Her feet rested at my elbow. The entire length of her fitted on my arm. She had her eyes wide open and she was very alert, like she was checking out her new surroundings. I looked at her and she looked back at me and we just stared at each other for a long time. I didn't have some big moment of clarity about becoming a father. But I looked at this beautiful little baby I'd played a part in creating and just thought, this is going to be okay. As long as I love her and keep her warm and safe, it's going to be okay. Ambulance emergency, what's the address of the emergency, please? Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, My name is Mrs. Turner. My uh, son's friend is saying he does. I tried to, to wake both of them up, but the girl didn't wake up. When you say you can't wake her up, what, is she breathing? Uh, no, not that we could, I, I don't know. On May the 7th, 2011, I woke up at 2am. I saw a missed call from my mother, and a text asked me to call her back. I got out of bed and dialed her number in England. Is she conscious and breathing? Um... If you call her name or, or, no, or just shake her arm, does she, does she, does it rouse her? No, no. Right, no. now, is she breathing? No, I don't think she is. Right, how old is she? She is, um, 17. 17? Yeah. When I saw that 2am call from my mother, I didn't think much about it. We'd moved from London to New Zealand when Emily was 10 years old. Then at 17, Emily had decided she wanted to go back to England to study business at a place called Brockenhurst College. What colour is she? Is she blue? Is she, is she red? Is she red? Look, my, uh, my husband is having a look now. Hang on. Does it look like she's choked on anything? She's cold. She's cold? She's cold? Yeah. Anything round her neck? She'd been living with her grandparents, my parents in Bournemouth. If she ever broke her curfew, my mother would get in touch to let me know. So does it look like she's choked Shall on I? anything? She's got a makeup on. Shall I wipe his, uh, her makeup? No, 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 listen to me. Does it look like she's choked on anything? I dialed their number, and my father answered. And then he put a policeman on the line. Is your son there, is he? Uh, the ambulance is here. And somebody needs to open the door. Your son, can you chat to your son? Sorry? Can you, is it your son there? Can he go and open the front door? I don't remember exactly what the policeman said, but he told me there was a body. And the body had been identified as Emily. My name is Mark Longley. My daughter Emily was murdered in 2011 when she was 17 years old. It's sometimes said that time heals all wounds, but that's crap. 
Death sucks. And we need to acknowledge that. This is a podcast about grief. It's about death and its impact on us. How we mourn, how we cope, how we treat grieving people. I've spoken to people who have lost parents and partners, grandparents and children. I've talked to friends, colleagues and academics. I want to figure out why grief is so hard to process. Why are we so awkward around those who are in pain? And what can we do to help people get through it? We need to talk more about death and grief. Because until we recognize it is part of life, we will never learn to live with it.